Hi, my name is Xavier Palomer. I'm founder and CEO of uh, Sayus, and I'm listening to the App Guy podcast. The App Guy podcast, straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy, sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. And now, Paul, the App Guy. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. I am your host, it's Paul Kemp, and it's my job to go around the world and find uh, some of the most interesting uh, guests that we can find. And today, I have someone who is uh, very, very experienced in the mobile space. He is currently the vice president at Catavolt. His name is David Ripito, uh, but he has uh, really had this wonderful experience. We're going to go through his journey. He's co-founded a couple of um, mobile companies in the past and sold those on so we can learn a lot from him and his developments. And uh, we're going to also focus particularly on corporate. So this is going to be a great episode. Stay tuned. And David, thank you for joining us on the App Guy podcast. Thank you for having me, Paul. Well, first of all, I mean, uh, it'd be good to go straight into Catavolt. Uh, you're the vice president at Catavolt. Perhaps you could just talk talk us through what you do there and how you can help uh, uh, corporate uh, developers. Sure. I uh, manage a team of uh, software developers and quality assurance. Uh, we have a enterprise mobile application development platform. We target uh, large enterprise. Uh, we target their uh internal software development teams to help them rapidly uh, create and deploy enterprise mobile applications. Wonderful. Okay, so let's get this straight then. When you, we are talking about enterprise, we're talking about uh, any, any particular size of corporations uh, that you're particularly targeting? We typically uh, work with the Fortune 1000 size companies. Right, okay. And is it global? Yes, we have uh, deployments uh, all over South America, primarily Brazil and Chile. Uh, we have uh, some customers in Germany and the UK. And uh, we have a partner in Italy that is a reseller partner of ours. Oh, okay, so for uh, anyone who's listening who's connected with, uh, I guess, a corporation, what sort of, uh, what sort of uh, employees are you looking for? That, that that appoint your services. Are we are we talking about the, the technical manager? You know who who actually uses you within the corporations. Usually, uh, director level um, IT staff or line of business. Uh, uh, we've we've got a lot of traction in the um, <clears throat> manufacturing space, so we'll go to a specific. Um, division or division lead or biz, uh, business manager within a specific group where we have uh, where we've seen they, they need a uh, rapid mobile app development solution. Um, it, it really varies depending on uh, the type of company. You know, David, this is a fascinating chat already because a lot of the previous guests that we've had on uh, tend to focus in the consumer market, putting apps into the app store. We have a lot of indie app developers and we're all learning that it's highly competitive and the price points are very low and you have to have uh, huge numbers of downloads to make it worthwhile. In the enterprise space, I'm guessing that uh, the business model is a lot more lucrative would that be the, fair to say? Yes, you're right on the money there. Right. Okay. But how tough is it to get into the enterprise space? I can imagine that you you have to have established relationships. You have to, I guess, have established sales teams. Perhaps you can give us an idea of of how tough it is to sell within the enterprise space. 
Um, yeah, it, it is tough. Um, we're a platform company, so that makes it even tougher, um, meaning that it's, it's a very broad in terms of applications. So we typically look for uh, companies that have paper processes that want to go to mobile or, or digital. And, uh, you know, we, we see a lot of that in heavy construction, manufacturing, uh, where they're still using paper-based forms. We even see that in healthcare. So we, um, we've gotten a lot of traction in, in field service uh, where, where, you know, service maintenance people were out using uh, forms. Now they're deploying iPads to be able to automate that process and, and capture that data in real time. This is great because we know that the mobile market is disrupting so many of these uh, industries. But of course, what you're saying that you're doing is you're going to these industries that are uh, suffering from uh, old fashioned uh, processes and you're uh, suggesting, you know, the, the, um, that you'll do uh, new stuff for them that helps them with their, their processes. And I'm guessing that's a lot easier. Do you do you tend to work through um specific consultancy companies do you get bought do you do a lot of work with uh, consultants who then bring you in or do you go directly to the, the uh, as you say the director tech tech guys who um, will, will actually entertain you let you do a pitch and then bring you in yeah our, our primary uh, sales channel right now is direct sales we have a direct sales team but uh, as we uh, um, I, I started about a year year in November of 2013 so we've uh, literally doubled in size since then so we are starting to really develop our partner channel and looking at external consultants uh, to bring us into opportunities yeah I used to work in the corporate space it was in finance and I have to say that once we started courting the uh, consultants who have usually uh, quite a stranglehold over the decisions of uh, lots of corporations. Then, once we got into their, uh, you know, buying channel, then it became a lot easier because we we came recommended, and uh, yeah, I can imagine that's a good source of um, business. Oh, well, let's let's talk a little bit about your past as well because this is a show about apps, and you ha- have the wonderful accolade of setting up not only one but two former companies that were sold on. Perhaps you could take us back to those stories because that just sounds so inspiring. That's what we're all looking to achieve. Sure. I'll actually start a little bit before that because it lays the groundwork uh, for my my, experience, my entrepreneurial experience. So um, around 2000, I started with a company down in Florida called Retrieval Dynamics. And uh, they were uh, a very early player in the mobile application space. Uh, and one of the first uh, real estate applications where we connected to various uh, MLS, uh, basically property listing services throughout the U.S. and had uh, it, w- it was a real estate uh, broker, uh, real estate agent application on BlackBerry. So we were one of the first BlackBerry apps that got some uh, traction in the, in that real estate space, and then. Um, about I, I was with them for about four and a half years, and then kind of moved out of the uh, app or enterprise space because very early. So I started a company in 2005 called Movo Mobile, and Movo was a uh, SMS uh, text uh, mobile website marketing platform that we sold to real estate agent or I'm sorry, advertising agencies. 
So we did uh, big, big brand text campaigns uh, in the early days of SMS marketing. That is great because that's my history. I was actually one of those buying those, those packages. And uh, I know that that became very popular uh, towards the end of the noughties with all these uh, uh, SMS campaigns uh, that uh, we, you had to type in a short code and you would get then a, um, a series of uh, marketing messages uh, through SMS. Uh, uh, you obviously saw the writing on the wall for that whole SMS and, and very uh, cleverly sold your company. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, we, we actually um, started the business in 2005. Uh, we initially built a uh, platform on our on our own dime and then actually uh, raised uh, investment in, in Florida locally. And... Uh, Signed several customers up in that uh, 10-month period, and, and basically in October of 2006, um, we had a company down in Naples, Florida that was um, quite a bit bigger than we were. They were still a relatively small in comparison with the, the large companies, but uh, uh, decided they needed the, our product and their product and made us an offer that uh, returned uh four times uh, our investors' money to them. So it was a deal that we really couldn't pass up. That, that is just terrific. And so what are you saying? You actually were approached by, uh, what, a competitor? Sorry, I, did, I didn't quite catch that. And I'm just, because I think this is the very important thing for the Appster tribe listening to, to this right now is that many of us would love to know who uh, our exit will be with. And, uh, I, I guess this part of your story is is just like very interesting to learn about. Yeah, so so my role within um, Movo Mobile was uh, I, I was primarily the product uh, manager, but also um, I have a lot of experience in the business development and partnership side. So uh, we were actually out at a conference in uh, I think outside of San Francisco, uh, presenting our solution and. Um, the CEO of this company uh, in Naples, uh, they're called Engage Networks. Um, at the time, they were called Neighborhood America. They rebranded. Um, we met him, and he invited us to come down and 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 take a look at our our software because he had some interest in integrated in his software. So fast forward a couple of months later, we did a uh, I guess proof of concept integration where their software was a social. Uh, software and uh, what they did was provide a private label um, basic user generated content management system for uh, governments, municipalities and uh, media companies and they wanted to add the text component to that so we ended up doing an integration um, it went over very well and as the relationship um, evolved um, he they basically uh, started talking to us about potentially rolling us into their company as they were growing very fast and had just raised $10 million of uh, private equity. And, uh, you know, outside of probably uh, a month, two months, uh, we, we got into the discussions. And again, the offer came in. We negotiated and it was a fair offer for us. And our investors and uh, we pulled the trigger 
that is terrific. So what I've learned from you there, David, is that uh, almost your network is, is your net worth. I often come back to that quote that was used by one of my previous guests. And so just the uh, habit of going out and presenting your product and getting noticed and then working with a potential client, that client ended up uh, buying you out four times uh, the uh, I guess you know, for, and and it was just that. That's how you ended up selling that company, and so that, that's a really interesting story that we can learn from. Yeah, and and, and as I uh, progress in my career and being in this mobile space for so long, it's it's a relatively small industry. So um, I, I I see a lot of people in my early networking days that have, um, you know, their careers have evolved and and. You know, I, I've reconnected uh, because, especially in the early days of wireless, when I was doing enterprise mobile, and now with Catavolt, um, you know, you run into the same people, and it's 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 good to have those uh, network connections in place. Yeah, that's definitely we're learning that it's important to not just uh, sit behind a desk or or sit behind a computer screen, but to get out there and to to network because the industry, as you say, is relatively small and i'm finding that with the podcast having done 225 episodes now you know it's uh you, you kind of uh, see all the connections and people know various other people and it's a uh, it's a very pleasant industry to be in that's for sure so uh actually then uh you uh, obviously sold movo and then you started uh proximus and you did the same thing <laughs> and so is that is that a similar story where it, it is similar um it's it's not as rosy of a of a of ending as, as um, we did exit the company, but it wasn't as, as good of a deal necessarily as the Movo deal was. But so to, to give you, get you up to speed on, on how Proximus started, um, the company that acquired Movo, um, I went to work for them as the, um, the mobile business unit manager, basically managing the, the mobile product line within their company. Um, and I was there for about four years, and then uh, one of the uh, sale enterprise sales guys and I had become friends. And uh, <laughs> that's okay, David. I feel, <laughs> I, actually, this is great because we are talking to a very active entrepreneur, and it feels like you're. Uh, if you need to get that, I can. Uh, no, 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 that's fine. Uh, so, so I, I had befriended one of the sales guys and and through the work we were doing at uh, Engage Networks, um, the company that bought Movo, um, we were doing a lot of campaign-oriented work. And one of the the things that we saw was there was a uh, deficiency in the market for a um, proximity marketing uh, platform. So we had the SMS and mobile web. Uh, we had uh, piecemealed a Bluetooth marketing solution in the early days of Bluetooth. Uh, we were partnered with a French company. Um, their, their, their reporting was not up to, to par for some of our agency clients. So we saw an opportunity to um, go into a market with, with a new solution. Well, and plus we were kind of, it was you know, four years into working at the company and, and we were, uh, my, my partner and I were, were just looking at it to become entrepreneurial again and do our own thing. So we started uh, Proximus Mobility. We put all, all our own money into this. We hired a firm in India to build us a, a proof of concept. And what Proximus was, is it was a 
basically think of it as the early days of the Internet of Things or the iBeacon. So it was a smart uh, router that had Wi-Fi and Bluetooth capability. Uh, we built a content management system that allowed uh, companies to control content that actually lived on this device and um, it could connect to mobile phones through Bluetooth or for, through Wi-Fi and uh, we had some early success in retail and uh, the casino market. Uh, we, we deployed a pilot in uh, MGM and uh, Caesars in Las Vegas and that was um, enough to, for us to, to be able to raise some capital and uh, build out a business and we did. Our investors asked us to move the company to a major market which uh, we, were, we were in Florida at the time and it was very difficult to attract uh, software development talent where we were so uh, we decided to move the company to Atlanta and um, we grew the company to I want to say about 20 people um, you know we had some issues technically with uh, Apple and they, they um, it took them a while to really um, in, embrace Bluetooth and um, we kind of missed out on that so we ended up changing focus from a hardware solution to a software solution and we built out a like a location uh, based marketing uh, system that used uh, the carrier network to locate people and we signed a really big um, property management company that managed uh, like 300 malls across the US and uh, you know we we partnered with them uh, they deployed our product in uh, malls throughout Florida and Georgia and we were at a point where we had uh, we needed to go back out to the capital markets to raise money um, we had some trouble doing that so we started looking at companies to partner with uh, to potentially uh, buy the business so we found a company in in Florida that um, had a mobile application that we integrated with that used our our hardware piece and it used our location piece to be able to locate uh, someone and, and be able to send uh, coupons or deals. Um, so we we integrated with them and um, convinced them to, to buy us basically because they were they were in a faster growth market. Uh, the the market kind of changed on us, I want to say, in 2012, and uh, the the apps were really where it was, and we, we had shied away from building our own app, so we decided to partner with app providers, and we partnered with them, and uh, the company was called MobileBits, and uh, their product was called Sammy, which is S-A-M-Y.com. It's still on the App Store, and it's uh, very popular in Switzerland, and... Uh, um, I think it's deployed in Canada, Mexico, and the U.S. And uh, so we we exited. We went to work for them. Uh, we had an earnout deal where we got their stock for for our IP, and uh, we um, worked for them for six months. And then um, I got an awesome opportunity here at Catapult, and um, I left and and decided to pursue that. 
So, David, uh, the reason I set this podcast up was to meet people like yourself, because ironically, I'm listening to your journey and I'm thinking back to uh, my own journey, which has been a minuscule amount of success that you've had. But uh, I was dabbing with and playing with SMS back in 2000 and nine building um, some campaigns for clients in 2010 i set up a company called one mob and uh, it was uh, short for one mobile one mile mobile and it was all to do with sending ads within a mile radius of the retail stores and i was trying i was really struggling to uh, achieve that uh, from a technical perspective i built some clients but uh, it, it was uh, tough going to uh, win business and to uh, it just almost uh, attract the right types of clients but it, it just listening to you it's it's really satisfying that uh, uh you know you were doing uh, similar things but on a higher scale and you had the um you know the benefit of all your past experience and uh it just it uh, um yeah it's, it's quite satisfying to know that uh, i was probably on the right track but just had a problem with the uh, implementation of what i was trying to do yeah, the the challenge with with the, the business and the the market changed on us, and um, the business model itself um, it, it was it was tough, and and it is tough now for any mobile couponing or mobile deals or or uh, app um, advertising. Um, it's it's very difficult uh, to have a consumer focused um, interface or application. Without having, you know, in the U.S. at least hundreds of millions of dollars behind you in marketing, because uh, otherwise people don't know about your service. Yeah, that's and also I was finding that it's the pricing as well because uh, it's so new that as a way of uh, advertising and uh, trying to explain, you know, the benefits. I mean, it was great because people were actually going into the Thistle Hotel, which was one of my clients, or the uh, the gymnasiums that I was uh, dealing with, uh, and they were holding this, uh, you know, coupon that they'd uh, been issued uh, because of their radius, their their proximity to the uh, retail outlet, and they were actually walking in and trying to redeem it. And I thought this is great, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I guess I got distracted onto apps and doing other things. But uh, so it's been great listening to you. And uh, uh, so, so there's two things we need to do before I say goodbye to you, David. Um, one is that uh, this is a podcast that is listened to by a lot of indie app developers. We always look for new ideas to build stuff. And I just wondered if you had any new ideas, any new ideas for apps or platforms or anything that perhaps you could share with us. If you have, that's great. If you haven't, we've got another way of fleshing out potential ideas from you. That that's a tough question. I if I wish I had the magic I idea. Uh, normally, all the best entrepreneurs say they haven't because they don't want to reveal uh, what they're working on next. But uh, the the other thing is, um, we tend to solve problems, and I wondered if you can think back to your uh, past month working and think about the pain points in, in what you're trying to do, the challenges, the frustrations, and then maybe I could flesh out an idea for an app that could potentially solve some of those pain points. Yeah, I, I think um, really my my pain points here recently has just been around um, you know delivering um, the amount of features that our our, our customers are requiring and, and keeping things very stable because several of our customers are are running their business on our application. So um, it's a fine line between um, continuous development and iteration versus. Uh, 
stability and, and being conservative. So um, if, <laughs> I don't know if there's a, an app idea around that or not. Uh, but that's, yeah. that's I actually do, do think that uh, it's almost li- like uh, it would be nice to know the potential benefits of the features beforehand or um, having yeah, better score, testing. Yeah, maybe a scoring application where you score the business value to the revenue that it's going to bring in uh, versus the risk that it's going to cause your your platform. Yeah, because I'm a big fan of a book. I highly recommend it to listeners. It's a few, quite a few years ago now. It's by um, uh, the guys at 37 Signals, and they, they wrote this book, Rework. And uh, they they actually argue that sometimes it's best not to listen to what your customers think they need but actually uh, deliver what they do need. And uh, if you go down the route of uh, responding to lots of uh, requests for the way things should operate, then it becomes a lot more buggy and uh, unstable, as you say. And then ultimately that's your uh, brand and uh, your reputation on the line if uh, if it's continuously crashing. Yeah, um, I agree. And then in the entrepreneurial uh, side of me, wants to to satisfy all of them so we we grow the business faster but um, with that you you run you, you create more risk and you know my job is managing the risk uh, yes absolutely so the last thing uh, on our agenda for tonight is to uh, understand if there's any uh, apps on your smartphone uh, that you tend to use in your day-to-day life business or personal that you could recommend to us uh, something that maybe we've not come across or could be new uh, so and I, I'm actually I think I know your phone is quite close <laughs> so yeah, feel free you know, to pick it up beside our own app um, my fitness pal is is one of my favorites you know, I just a, started using that today how ironic and I'm loving it yeah it works well with your I have a uh, a wearable a band that uh, I, I track my fitness uh, goals with is and, that and Fitbit my, no, I have the actual. I, I got the Microsoft band. I really like how it integrates with your phone, and um, they they have a really nice health application. And I'm not a, I haven't been a big uh, Microsoft fan. I'm, I'm an Apple fan. I have an iPhone, and I have uh, a Mac. So uh, I feel like they're they're doing a pretty good job on that side of it. Yeah, I have to say that uh, I uh, was very bearish on wearables to some extent, not having. Uh, played around with a lot of stuff but having seen my wife uh, and her, cha- her change her life in the last couple of days because of the Fitbit and she's off now walking for 45 minutes because she has to get to her 10,000 steps I can see the real attraction of my wife this. does the same thing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is amazing you know that it has this impact and uh, so um, and my fitness pal yeah it's been a long time we've we've been waiting for that in the UK and it's finally come over and uh it's a great calorie counter and just a tracker for what's going in your body. Terrific. David, is there anything we have forgotten to mention about Catavolt? Uh, I am going to ask you at the end to provide contact details, but in the meantime, is there any, I think, have we covered all the, the, the things that you were hoping to cover? Yeah, I think, I think, um, I gave a, a good overview of what Catavolt is and, uh, Please check out our website at www.catavolt.com. Right. Okay. Yes. And I'm going to have all those on the links to your show notes. So uh, for anyone who's struggling to 
uh, write this down as you're driving, please just go to theappguy.co and go and search out uh, David Ripito. It's, uh, it's episode 225 of the show notes, and I'll make sure I put links to how we reach out to you and your company. Uh, D- David, I have to say, uh, it's been a real pleasure and joy. Thank you for coming on the App Guy podcast. And uh, thank you for inspiring me and uh, listening to you. And uh, I'm going to tell my wife that there was someone as crazy as me going through this SMS stuff and uh, these uh, eye beacons and that, and, but was much more successful. So it's been nice to hear your story. Well, thanks for having me on.